Blarg. Blarg 2.0. What is what is Blarg? I mean, I don't know. That it has a definition. Let's look it up. Again, the, it, the fact check is supposed to be at the end, but, but it's fine. You know, just instant gratification. It's a combination of blah and arg. Generally used to describe boredom or frustration. Are you bored or frustrated? Just when I'm talking to you. But which one? Bored Both. or frustrated? Both. That's why I'm using blarg. It's a combination. Oh. <laughs> Wait, so but it's a combination of blah and arg. Which one oh. is boring and which one is frustration? Blah is definitely boring. So that would mean arg is frustration. That that fits. It seems like is that just right. because boring also starts with B, or is it no, kind of like this like, is like somebody's bored? They're like blah, you know. But you're not like arg if you're bored, but you are if you're frustrated. Like that makes sense. Like a frustrated pirate, arg. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Savvy. <laughs> see what you did there. See what I did there. That's good. Damn, do you see what shirt I'm wearing today? Oh, the Bucky's shirt again. I didn't notice that at first because the way you're I know, naturally I, sitting. I, I did the angle in, in such a way. Oh, okay, you did it on purpose. To okay. surprise you. I, I As I understand it now, you're, you're too good for Bucky's. I am too good for Bucky's. I, well, I had forgot. We, we've talked about this off air. Of course, but I'd forgotten that we've conversated about Bucky's in the past because you've worn the short the the shirt before mm-hmm. on the podcast. And but but I'd been aware of Bucky's for a while. A lot of people have been talking it up and and praising it for it's just uh you know, exciting nature, I guess. Well, I recently had the opportunity to go to Bucky's and uh I I don't think I told you this actually, but you know, so I had, I had gone on vacation. We had flown. It was, I mean, it was, it's okay. I'll be, it was, okay. It was, uh, okay. It was first flight and Crosby's first flight, of course. And, and it was, it was great. It was an hour and a half flight, um, to Florida. So we went to Tampa. It wasn't too bad. Um, Pan Am express. I don't know what that means. I'd, I heard it about planes and about Pan Am, or maybe it was Trans Am. Um, no, that doesn't sound right either. Anyway, sorry. Pan Am sounds right, but I don't, <laughs> it was not Pan Am. It was Delta. I'm, I'm assuming it's a flight uh, or a, um, like a plane company. I don't know. Anyways, the flight was good. We were, you know, satisfied. No, no issues, no worries. We get to Florida, but our return flight, was at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, something like that. And we had a checkout of the place we were staying by 10. And so we started to think like while we were there that like that's just going to be a really complicated day. And there's a good chance that yes, Crosby did fine on the flight, but mm-hmm. you know, the flight down was like at noon or something like that. So the flight back being at, at night he might be a little bit more fussy and then we've got to get home from Atlanta airport. So just all this complicated, we just weighed out our options. And so we were like, well, 
maybe we'll drive back, which was an eight hour drive, like straight shot. No, not including any stops. And of course, if you're driving with an infant, you're probably going to have a few stops. Mm-hmm. And so like my only, I, I was not necessarily the primary advocate for driving, but I was like, look, if we're driving, we've got to make it worth it. So we have to find a Bucky's. That was me. That was me who oh, like, wow. advocated okay. for that. Uh, fortunately, there was a Bucky's in route. Like we didn't have to go out of our way at all. Mm-hmm. But we get to Bucky's, and I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> I think it, like it was everything that it had been. Um, you know, I'd been led to believe it would be. I just, mm-hmm. it was just almost too much for me. You know. So if you don't know what Bucky's is or haven't been, is it a really big gas station? Now, and I will preface with saying this, it's not like necessarily the the bigness of the gas station. Cause I love like a good QT racetrack, you know, compared sure, to like yeah. you know, your typical shell or BP or something like that. Love Rooster going to a place like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, sure. They have, you know, endless options of snacks and beverages and you know, it's just and it's always so nice and clean, you know, normal comparatively. And so, I don't know, but it was like, it was like that, but on steroids, right? Which in and of itself probably wasn't too much of an issue, but there were probably, and I'm not exaggerating here, I I might be underselling it. There were probably uh, 50 gas pumps. Mm -hmm. There were gas pumps around every side of the building, which that was pretty interesting. Um, Smelling pretty gassy. And it surprisingly there was no smell of gas and except for when you were actually right there pumping oh okay. but good. it was also parking on all sides of the building and we we had to get gas when we got there so trying to find a pump that was available that was tough and then we had to go find a parking spot and that was even tougher but we managed to do all that and i realized too part of the reason why this was like so busy probably is because it is the one we went to was there was nothing around so this was going to be a popular destination or, you know, stopping spot for a lot of people. A diamond we in the rough. Yeah, yeah, we can call it that. It's still <laughs> or maybe not, stage. depending on... <laughs> it, was, it was still in the coal stage, in my opinion. But we walk in and it was, it was so busy in there, like so busy, like shoulder to shoulder the mm-hmm. whole time. And this place, imagine, I mean... I'm trying to think of what side like you've been to an Aldi's before, right? Oh yes, course, many, many, many an Aldi. Well, I don't, I don't know you. I, you frequent Aldi over there. I don't know if it's the same as over here, but very similar. Over, yeah. Okay. Well, it's bigger than an Aldi. Like the inside of the building is bigger than an Aldi. Mm-hmm. Imagine a gas station that's bigger than that, and it's you're gonna find anything that you would normally find at a gas station. Plus, they have like a full service kitchen and you can order like, Oh, I mean, I mean, not a full service kitchen. Like there's no, and there's no dining room or anything like that, but you can order like, I don't even know. I didn't look at the menu, but there was a lot of food, hot dogs, you know, um, mm-hmm. beaver nuggets, I believe all these different kinds of treats. And then there's a whole, well, there's like two different sections of like, um, like, Specific, well, there was one section that was like specifically Bucky's paraphernalia, mm-hmm. and then there was a whole nother section that was just like 
odd ends and trinkets that you would find in like a TJ Maxx or something. Okay. Or that's not even necessarily a good, well, you know, but you've got like the live, love, laugh signs. Oh, so random stuff that random nobody needs. That nobody needs. Exactly. It was just that all over the place. And the kitchen, whatever they were cooking, like I think they had just too much on the menu and I'm sure the food would have been good. And I've actually had beaver nuggets before and they are good, but never had them. The, the smell was not pleasant. And I think it was just, it wasn't like a gross smell necessarily. It was just like it, whatever they were cooking, I just don't think mixed very well. Like all the smells. So you described like, it as a, as a raunchy. I described it as a raunchy smell. <laughs> just, I don't know what that means exactly. Uh, but yeah, I'll stick with that. But to, I will praise it in one other way, though. The bathrooms. I I walked in there and they had as many as as many um, gas pumps as they had. They had the same amount of like urinals and booths uh, or uh, what, what are they called? You know. Oh, good question. Toilet. Urinal. But yeah, but like the, you know, blocked Was off. it shaped like Bucky? Were you? If you were to sit, would you be sitting in, in Bucky's mouth? No. But, okay. <laughs> well, you know, because I guess part of the allure of Bucky's is like, that's why I got the shirt is just he's so cute. And then, you know, the ones yeah. I've seen pictures of, they have the giant yeah. inflatable. But you would want the toilet to be the shape like his head. No, well. not. A, I was just, yeah, inquisitive. But may, maybe the sink. Maybe that's more. No. There was actually there was nothing in the bathroom that suggested you were at a Bucky's. That oh, I can okay. remember. Okay. Oh, but they also had, which this was probably my favorite part of the bathroom. Um, they had like sixteen sinks, maybe, maybe more. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the sinks were in the middle of the bathroom, like in the very middle, and like all the urinals and the what are they called? The booths. I don't know why I keep calling <laughs> booths. I know that's not what it's called, but it's like the full service. Those were all scattered around this giant room and the sinks were in the middle and there were like eight sinks on each side facing each other, but they mm-hmm. were all cubicled off. So, and which you would expect that maybe the sinks facing each other, there would be a wall because you had to have a mirror in front of you, but like even, so it was like two sinks per cubicle. So like, even though it was this giant bathroom and there were so many people in there too, of course, um, yeah, gotta go. You gotta go. Yeah, when you're washing your hands, though, you feel like you're a little bit more. Even when you wash your hands, you feel like you're a little more private. I thought that was nice. A little more sequestered. Yeah. I've seen sinks like that before, but I've never seen where they are sectioned off in that way. The ones yeah, I've seen, it's just like an open, yeah. almost like a right. table. And so, I don't know. For some reason, that just like maybe maybe that grosses me out, and I didn't realize it. And maybe Bucky's has, you know. Mm-hmm. Edgar Bucky. Is that his name? <laughs> I don't know. Well, is Bucky his his first name or his last name? I don't know. I don't know. That's a, so many questions but, about Bucky. But yes, anyways, continue. Maybe we can have Edgar on to <laughs> Edgar's my neighbor, you know. Oh, I thought he was um <laughs> what do you call him? Just uh there's a word you use for oh the gaffer. Oh, that's a different neighbor. The, oh, Edgar, okay. he, the gaffer has come onto the scene. I think he moved in like 
one to two years after we got here. But Edgar is a staple at the property on Chester Street. Okay. When, you, when you rent the property, he is in the clause. Oh, okay. That, that, you know, he comes with it and all of his whimsical, I don't know, oddness. But yeah, he's just a little little bald man that just has a nice setup in the back and, you know, goes about his business. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, maybe you can ask Edgar about Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you Edgar knows nothing about Bucky's. You might be surprised. It could be. Could be. It's funny. I did. I did wear this shirt one time, and the like. No one knew what it was, but they're like, "Oh, how cute!" I was like, "Yeah, there's a Bucky's." <laughs> like, huh? What? And just the the concept is, yeah. But are there like even even QTs or racetracks over there? No. I mean, you have like little little places yeah, sure. that you can go in, and they'll. It's tiny though. Like just bottled drinks. There's nothing like. QT, but yeah. then they have like rest stops and service points that typically always have like the exact same thing. Like there's a, okay. a coffee place, a Greg's, where you can get pasties and stuff like that. Pasties, mm. like What's little a pasty. It's like a little a little container, but the container is edible, and the innards are. It's like uh like flaky, like flaky crust, almost like a little pie. Like pastry? Pastry, yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah. But it's like the innards. They're just so okay. delectable. And you you can have all kinds. You know? Oh, okay. Okay, a folded pastry. There we go. There we go. Couldn't case find the words. With a, it's a pastry case with a savory filling. Okay. No, okay, it is I'm a case. Okay, good, good. But yes, my favorite is sausage, bean, and cheese. Okay. You know, love the Sounds beans. Sounds good. Looks good. Yeah. I wonder if Bucky's had something like that. I don't know. I Didn't don't get know. the food. Didn't look at the menu. <laughs> the smell was enough to deter me. You know, it's funny that you mentioned about the bathrooms and them being so clean. Like, and you compared it to QT. You know, my my older brother used to work at QT, and he sent me a photo, which will most definitely not be going in the show notes. <laughs> but it just violent diarrhea, like that. It just did not look possible. Like, I'm just trying to understand the mechanics. Like, it was well, over the wall. I have worked in customer service long enough to know that that some people, for whatever reason, just are intentionally vile. And <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, it probably didn't happen naturally. The same thing happened to me when I worked at Chick fil A. Wow. Okay. I, okay. I thought you were going like it happened at your current job, like in no, a car. Fortunately. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, I mean, I've seen some pretty gross stuff in, in rental cars too, but what is like your top, like the grossest or the weirdest thing you've seen? There was a woman who returned a car and this was the second time she'd done this too. But the first time I wasn't there and she had, it was like this little sedan not a truck, but she had like all these bags of trash in the trunk of the car. And when she returned and I, it was actually Richard, you know, Richard mm. got his hands on all the pots. You know, Ricky, Ricky. Yep. He, he was, he was checking in the car and he said that it just smelled awful. So he came and got me cause he was just like, I don't know what to do, but like 
we can't let her get away with this. Like the car just smells so bad. <laughs> and so like, I walked out there and I like was finishing up with this lady. And then I popped the trunk and like just saw all these bags of trash. And, and, and like, I'm pretty, we, we are pretty gracious with like certain things, but like if, if it was just that I could take the bags of trash out and the smell would go away, cool. I'm not going to worry about it. Mm-hmm. But there were, there was more to it. And I, I explained, I was like, you know, this is not okay. Like we're going to have to get this detailed. And I mean, I wasn't mean. I was just like, Hey, you know, there's a smell and I don't know if it's because of the trash bags, but like this is going to get detailed unless you want to hold on to the car for a little bit longer and go get it cleaned up. I don't care how you want to do it, but like we can't rent this back out. So, and she was actually pretty hateful. And I was like, well, I mean, again, can't rent this back out. So at the end of the day, like you've kind of put this car in a situation where it's going to require more than what we have capable. Anyways, I, I don't know what, what was in those trash bags or I was going to ask, like, did you no, open it know. out of, curiosity i don't know but we we get the car detailed um we have a guy for that we call the guy he comes and gets he you know details the car and he he basically tells us he's like look i did the best i could and like he made the car look nice but there was still a smell and then he was explaining to us how there were um like eggs basically <laughs> like larva eggs or fly eggs or whatever oh okay and, oh, wow. and he's like he's like i can't he said they're all in like the deep, deepest crevices of the car. And he's like, there's nothing I can do. I cannot get to them. And he's like, they're probably going to hatch and, or, or, you know, grow into full grown flies or something. And I said, okay. Um, I mean, you know, you've done all that you can. I appreciate you. And that happened to be a Friday. And, you know, we're, uh, my location, we're closed over the weekend. So I, you know, parked the car for the side and then when Monday rolled around, I went back into the car and dead flies all in the car. So they had all hatched and, you know, been their flying business. around. Yeah. But there was no food or anything like that, nothing for them to sustain life. So they just, I mean, there were hundreds of them. And so I opened the car door, I vacuumed them all up, and then I closed the car back. And the next day, just again, and they're just like, oh, it just kept coming. Yeah, so. Finally. Did it eventually phase out? Yeah. Well, I wonder um, to sustain themselves. I wonder if some of them turned cannibal, hey, you know. I, I would think you would think that they uh they would have, but who knows. Do what you got to do, but you know what Anyways. would have solved the the smell situation? What's that? A little black ice. Black ice mm. air freshener. I would have preferred that over uh <laughs> over the smell that was in there. I will say that. Oh man. Uh side side story that Tim just hates black ice air fresheners he associates yep. them with some more raunchy smells of uh well I don't know if I'd say raunchy in that instance well not not pleasant yeah not pleasant all right well again we've we've outdone ourselves on the rambling today <laughs> I feel like I had something else to say about Bucky's but I can't remember so well, it'll probably come to me in the middle of the episode, and I'll I'll tell you then. Just completely interrupt. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. I feel like Bucky, you know, if anyone could interject himself into the conversation, it's Bucky. Yeah, I will. I will finish with this. Maybe this may have been what I was going to say, but I, again, I don't know what I was expecting. But we left with virtually nothing, 
Um, didn't didn't try the food. Didn't get the beaver nuggets, which I looking back I regret because because again I had had them before. Somebody had had offered me some after their trip to Bucky's, and I I wonder had I had I gotten some you know put the the raunchy smells aside and just <laughs> gotten myself a you know a, a cup of beaver nuggets would I have like appreciated my trip all in all you know maybe not enjoyed mm-hmm. actually stopping in there but. Well, also, and I don't mean to carry on too much about this. We were there for like 30 or 40 minutes. Um, maybe this is also part of what annoyed me. So so my wife had gone in to use the restroom while I was pumping gas. And so me and Crosby were finding a parking space. Then I walked in and then I it took me forever to find her. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right. Then we got separated and it took me again forever to find her. And then I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> walked out couldn't find her again and like she's notorious for like not have either having her phone on her or like the volume on so she like calling her is irrelevant okay. um so I, but like this place is so big i'm just walking around like where you know where in the world is she <laughs> so that 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 also played a part and i guess like i really can't blame bucky's for that but i did and because yeah. because like even like at a walmart i feel like i can find her easier or at least relatively like mm-hmm. according to the space and the time that you would think like i find her easier than i did because bucky's being smaller than that it still took me like the same amount of time you know you know what i mean like yeah. the layout was not we was not conducive for like searching i don't know you need to get her like a uh a tracking beacon you know like what are those those now buttons. I just need to say, <laughs> oh man! Well, the hustle and bustle—it might get drowned out in Bucky's if it was as busy. But yeah, you know, like those—it's like the commercial. I can't remember what they're called, but typically there's like a t- there's a brand called Tile, and yes, you can like attach it to your keys, and if you lose your keys, you can you can like search. You can you pull an app out on your phone or something. Oh no! I was talking about the. It will usually be an, an elderly person on the com- commercial that has fallen oh, and can't I've get up. I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> okay, I got you. You know, they have the snazzy, there's the necklace with the little button. Mm. Or if you want to be okay. snazzy, they have the little watch. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, so maybe, you know, maybe a I, Christmas although, present. I feel like, you know, this, me gifting her this suggests that, you know, I can't trust her. Uh, I, I lose her too much. I need her to consent to wearing this. Whereas the tile, I could slip into like her pocket or her purse or something like that. And yeah, she'll she'll be none the wiser. And then I can always find her really quick and just you know that's true. Give her Do you think she would be that. upset or paranoid if she ever were to just oh let me clean out my purse today? I don't know if she carries a purse. And then she like finds it. She probably wouldn't if like she knew I had placed it there, but I, I guess that's a good point because if I found something like that on me and I'm like, who put this on me? And I didn't know, mm-hmm. I would be concerned. Somebody's tracking me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which is a pretty concerning thing. I feel like you would automatically. That is, that is effectively a tracking device. It is, yeah. I never thought about it in that way. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like uh, you would automatically assume that it was me somehow. Or that I paid someone yeah. to do it. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be a, a, you know, a big jump, big leap to take. 
Wow, wie immer. Oh man, well, welcome everybody. Great, great conversations, Tim. I really enjoyed this yes. morning. Okay. Bucky's is always a good way to go. But uh, yes, welcome everyone. Unless you don't like raunchy's meals. <laughs> to this week's episode of the Ramble. My name is. I'm. Oh. No, go on. Go on. I, 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 well, you paused. I thought that was you wanting me to hop in. I'm Tim. I'm Tim. Go Sorry. on. Take it. That, that's all I was going to say. <laughs> Man, that is something that we should ha- uh, address. Do we want to wait for that, though? Oh, man. It, it's going to be like, that could be a whole episode in and of itself. It really good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. To, to clarify, the, because I, I feel like that could have some connotations of some sort. There was, there's some video game. No, don't even, don't okay. even mention. Okay. Let the connotations, well, let people. Oh, my gosh. Well, I just don't. Okay, unless to. you just want to address it right now. It's either now or, now or later. Oh, well, it'll be later, but just to. It's nothing untoward <sighs> is what I'm getting at. Okay. I just, I just want to clarify. So, okay. Because if they think that, maybe they'll, the listeners will never come back to us. I'll be like, these guys. Okay. <laughs> a little bit too uh, risque. Anyways. All right. <laughs> so, yes, welcome to this week's episode. Should we start off, Tim, with uh, una pregunta? Uh, señor? <clears throat> Is that a question in Spanish? Oh, yes. Nice. A. Oh, you're waiting on me. Sorry. I'm waiting on you, Tim. Question of the day. Hey, man. What's your question? I'm waiting. I asked you what was was the question. no, 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 no. That was me, Tim. All right, Tim. And a few episodes gone by. I can't really remember which one now. But you posed some ethical dilemmas. Oh, yes, yes. I was, I'm so excited. I was waiting for you to get back with me on the ethical dilemmas. Yes, yes. So I have a couple today. We'll, okay. st- we'll start with one um, and kind of see how we get on, how you're feeling are you emotionally drained? And just kind of see where we go from there. Okay. Right. Now, Tim, you've had issues with your neighbor in the past. No, I didn't have any issues with my neighbor. But he... But <laughs> he has issues with me, maybe. But but he, uh, in reality... uh. He really did have some issues. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, which leads us to believe he will never be returning to the area for the cornhole yeah. boards. But uh, did you want to explain? Or I mean, I can, yeah. Uh, well, of course, you all, if you've been listening, uh, you're aware that I have stolen effectively. Well, not effectively. I stole some cornhole boards from an ex-neighbor of mine many moons ago. Um, and Caleb took advantage of that situation to uh, to really, you know, get one over on me. Um, and throughout that process, I, I learned that I was ready to give them back. 
you know? Um, so I've been a little bit more freely willing to use those boards and such. Uh, however, a couple of weeks ago, my wife was at home and she got a knock at the door and basically this police officer was standing there and he was asking about Noah and that was a that was a reminder to to my wife and I that my neighbor was not in fact named Justin but his name was Noah interesting um and that had I known that <laughs> then Caleb Frank never would have worked but uh it's okay we had forgotten and it all worked out but Anyways, he said that he was looking for Noah so-and-so. Um, and he was specifically asking about the the house next door, but no one was home at that house at the time. And she said, um, he doesn't live there anymore. He's moved. And I, I mean, I don't know what, because I was not here for this. She just told me later. I don't know exactly what their conversation was. And I don't know what um, information he would have been allowed to like give out. Mm-hmm. But he basically said that there was a warrant out for his arrest. Okay. He didn't go into detail as to why, but that's why he was looking for it. And she's like, well, he's moved, I think, to, you know, such such a place. I don't want to get him in any more trouble than Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's <laughs> so fair. I don't I don't want to give any any locations <laughs> to what I know because that's the least I can do for the guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> after his gift. Gotta, gotta look out for him after yeah. So, anyways, yes, but he is a apparently a wanted criminal oh gosh okay well this plays very nicely into the first dilemma which i like to call the dexter dilemma Ooh, yes we big fans of the show dexter watched it many a time in willow trace so the dilemma is tim your neighbor kills someone very close to you you know beyond any shadow of a doubt that it was he but the justice system lets you down and he is allowed to go free. What do you do, if anything? Do you take the law into your own hands? Mm, vigilante style. Vigilante. Um, that it... Well, when you say it like that... Well, I just... <laughs> before I start answering, I just want to make sure you have everything else. Yes, yes. You Feel free to ask any questions. Um, okay. Floor um, is open, should you choose to partake. Okay, yeah. I, well, okay, I I think this is a question worth asking. Who is it close to me that has been murdered? Mm, that's a tough one. I mean. Because I, but I feel like, like if somebody hurt Crosby, like that would be the, like you're there's no grace at all you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i don't know if it is because he's my child or if it's because he is a child you know like if if he were older and like more capable like you know mm-hmm. i don't know maybe that makes it sound like an asshole nah. but like i feel like it's just like so much worse to think about somebody hurting a child you know what i mean but specifically my kid like who i just adore and yeah yeah like he's just like the, the perfect kid in my eyes you know um despite the stickiness despite the stickiness mm-hmm. yeah i'll take the stickiness for the rest of my life <laughs> but but there's just this level of like he he cannot protect himself you know whatsoever whereas like anybody else effectively could 
And so to me, it's just like a, it's a whole nother level to take somebody like that's life that if the justice system does not do their part, like I have to, but if it's anybody else, I, I think I would maybe, I mean, obviously be frustrated and consider taking justice into my own hands, but like mm -hmm. I, I would know or at least believe that they had a fighting chance. I don't know. For some reason that just makes it a little bit like there's a little bit more peace about that, I guess. I don't know. I get well, okay. Let's let's maybe talk about this. Do I like how do I know without a shadow of a doubt that it was my neighbor? Do I know the details of the crime? Yes, you know you have good reason. So I beyond any shadow of a doubt. So let's just say hypothetically that you have cameras and at your house like security cameras and they okay. they capture a glimpse of Justin with this person and then that was the last time and then you know without getting too kind of graphic you, yeah they find so a body for later me, on for me I I don't think I don't think I that's not like yes they obviously know something justin knows something mm -hmm. but i i don't think that like well i don't know there's so many factors because what did what did the justice system do at all if anything did they at least like acknowledge the fact that he was the last person to see them is he has he like at least given some sort of story you know like, I feel like I would want to give him the benefit of doubt. Like, look, I don't know if you if you killed so-and-so, but I do know that you knew, like, you were the last person to see them. Like, this is clear to me. And I think I would kind of, like, pivot to a position of, like, pleading and, like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to hurt you and I just want to know you know what I mean mm -hmm. but but I don't think without like any concrete evidence that Justin was the killer I don't think I would take any kind of vigilante approach so you wouldn't go like so let's say so this kind of lends itself not to like you know because in, in Dexter for example he has pretty concrete evidence that these people are killing right. people this might be more situation kind of similar to prisoners the movie where yes they he has high suspicion that he had something to do with this missing person or something but nothing concrete yes and i don't think i have it in me to to go based off of like some suspicion i just don't think i have it in me to you know take things in my own hands okay and if i knew you know like i said if there was clear evidence and nothing happened then. But I would suppose that, I mean, if there was clear evidence, surely the justice system would convict. I, you know, I would like to believe. Yeah, one one would think. Yeah. But who knows? But yes, I, I don't think I could do it. I don't, even even if it were Crosby, just, just because I, like, if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. you know, could I live with myself? having hurt or killed somebody, you know, whatever my response would be, 
yeah. for mm-hmm. hurting somebody else and I was wrong, then I'm a monster at that point, you know? Yeah. And I and I don't not even that I care so much that I'm a monster. Because like obviously if I'm trying to avenge my loved one's life, like I, I can justify that, but I don't want to do that to somebody else. You know, like I don't because Justin effectively, if he didn't kill whoever, well now his let's say let's say Crosby has been murdered. Um and I killed Justin because I think he did it and now his mom has lost his son or his dad, you know, has lost their son. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think in that because you know in books or films or whatever, people say that, you know, it's it's not gonna make anything better. It's not gonna change the outcome. It's not gonna make you feel better. Do you mm, think yeah. that would be the case? This this is just hypothetically speaking, of course. I I mean, I guess again, situational, because if there is like, it, it depends on so many things. Like, is this person just out to kill again? There was no particular reason because I, yeah, it wouldn't bring back the loss of the loved one, but it could potentially take a monster off the streets, you know, mm-hmm. which in that case, like if, if I were to, you know, take it to that level, maybe would help me like, okay, well, at least I know that the people around me are that much safer. But if it was like a, you know, accidental, you know, something, it's not helping anybody, you know, it's not, I don't think it would make me feel better because, because yes, like my pain is only because I've lost somebody and you, me take, you know, killing somebody else isn't going to bring them back. And, mm-hmm. I I, th- I think it would only compound the, the the pain and the confusion and you know because now not only do I have to deal with the loss of somebody I love but also the fact that I've even if I felt like it was justified I would have to live with the fact that I've like complicated the situation and I've taken somebody's life and I feel like that I don't know obviously I've never done it but I feel like that in and of itself is going to had a whole new element of you know stress and pain and Mm -hmm. you know i don't know yeah what about you (laughs) yeah i mean i feel like i would track this person down and want like clarification and i mean it it again is like very situational as we've kind of highlighted. Um, but could I do something definitive, like take somebody's life, even yeah, if I knew so the final? Yeah, the finality of it. Yeah, I I don't think I could. Um, but would you torture? Would, would you lock them in a box and... <laughs> you know, scalding water. Boiling hot water, yeah. Uh, no, because I... I mean, that's a whole other like dilemma in and of itself. Because at that point, mm-hmm. you're, because I guess in this dilemma, we know that the person has like they've found a body, but like there's there's nothing at that point. I'm just torturing to make someone suffer to I guess try to you know as penance for their actions. Whereas I guess in another another dilemma like in that movie it would be trying to get information is the end result 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if I could do it either way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's tricky. Well, let's let's pray that whenever we encounter that situation <laughs> yes. where we have to make that decision. Yes, I'm. I'm sorry. I did. I didn't mean for this. To, I should have known that this would uh <laughs> get so dark. Would you, but would you kill somebody if somebody you loved was killed? <laughs> But I didn't mean for it to get dark. I'm sorry. Well, it, okay. Uh, no, it's okay. I like it. I liked it. It's okay. Yes. This this one is a little more. Do we have time for another one? This way. Sure. Should be quick. Should be uh, a lot We're more lighthearted. Forty minutes in. It's okay. 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 Good. Good. Excellent. Oh, I was making a joke. I mean, we saw story time, but I don't care. I'm fine with it. Roll with it. Okay. Roll with the punches. This one, I don't have a. I'm not sure about the name, but I like the the proposition of it being called something like the jeopardy of juicy this this, okay. this is going to focus on juicy aka juicy one, j juicy j yes all right yes um Shout and out a juicy j it just as a um if if you are listening juicy th- this is not uh, foreshadowing of anything to come this is not based on any fact anything of that nature just want to point that it's just because it involves a yes disclaimer yes um so rest assured the jeopardy of juicy my boss told me that one of my employees is going to be laid off soon and that i'm not to tell my employee yet or he might tell the whole organization which would soon be in an uproar Meanwhile, I heard from my employee that he plans to buy braces for his daughter and a new mm. carpet for his house. What should I do? Or what so would you I've do? been I've been told I've been told who the employee is that's getting laid off. Yes, so not just that an employee is getting laid off, but this specific one. E- Yes, we'll say you know for a fact. Okay, uh, then I would. I I think my first response would be to tell my manager. You know, it's your prerogative. By the way, my this employee is about to do. You know, make these investments in his life. You know, so you know it is a it is against my better judgment that we wait to tell him i guess i would be like why why if you're planning on doing it just do it why tell me and then there'd be some waiting because we could avoid this hat from happening you know yeah yeah there there is a that practical would, you know circumnavigation of the situation yeah so i think my i would kind of put the ball like if hey if you don't mean to tell juicy or you know <laughs> whoever whoever it is at this point i would tell my manager be like listen you know i'm not i don't want to get involved like i hate that this is where we're at right now for whatever reason you feel like this is necessary because shout out to my boy Juicy. Love Juicy. Um, but, you know, if you're going to make this call, uh, you know, you need to be aware that he is in this position where he you know, thinks that his job is secure and he's willing to make these certain um, investments. So if you could move things along. You know? mm-hmm. But what if... Let's say just hypothetically that you don't have a great relationship with your boss and there's not really a way for you to communicate this. Um, 
you find your boss to be unreasonable and you're, you're kind of scared to bring this up. So this is kind of the dilemma that you're left with. Well, then I would probably tell you see, because if I'm in a position where I don't like my boss, I don't care. Like what is the worst that can happen? I get fired. I don't want to work here anyways. <laughs> That's my probably probably a terrible mentality. But I mean, because I know a lot of people don't have good bosses, but I, I'm fortunate to have a good boss and a good relationship with my boss. But I mean, and I think that's something that I've learned is that like, I, I need a good relationship with my boss. If I don't have it, then I, I probably wouldn't stick around at that job or care so much about the longevity of that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I've, I've had jobs where I don't have good bosses and I just like, I'm not happy. Obviously most, most people wouldn't be, but that would be, you know, and if my, it's like one thing to like not be close to my boss, but then if my boss is like, Hey, by the way, I'm going to do I'm going to do this to one of your employees who I do have a good relationship with and I care about the well-being of but then they're dragging their feet for you know effectively no reason. Well then like, you know, again from an ethical standpoint, like I care more about Juicy's well-being than like I'm, you know, I'm in a position where I don't know. I mean, I guess you could you could complicate the situation and say, well, I've also got, you know, bills and, and certain like things that so yeah, do I want to yeah. compromise my job. But I, I don't know. It's just like I would probably approach this Bailey. Look, Juicy, uh I want to talk to you and you know, it's your prerogative on whether or not you want to blow the whistle. I don't know. They haven't given me any information on why, but it has mm -hmm. been brought to my attention that you they're gonna be letting you go. And I'm just telling you this. Because I love you, and I know that you're about to buy these braces and this. You said carpet, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, I I was told not to tell you, but I can't, in good conscience, uh, not tell you. Um, you know, whether or not you want to, you know, bring attention to this is up to you. I get it, but you know, my job is on the line too, and I'm just telling you, yeah. you know, kind of as Gotta a friend, put that new pull in. Yeah, I'm working on, come on, I'm trying to get my Corvette. So if you could just not, but if you want to, it's fine. Um, uh, so I, I think that's what I would do. And again, just kind of like explain to Juice that I am telling him because I care about him, but I don't really want my job compromised, but at the end of the day, it's his call. You know what I mean? Right, so right. I like to put the ball in other people's courts. Sure, sure. <laughs> But what if, let, let's just hypothetically say as we close this out, that you you tell Juicy and he's like, oh, you know, thank you so much, man. I'll kind of, you know, I'll meditate on it and kind of think about what I'm going to do. And you just, you don't hear anything. So you think, okay, he's come to peace with this. He's made alternate plans, maybe installing the carpet himself foregoing the braces or installing those himself I don't know oh goodness <laughs> can you imagine but so he goes quiet but then you find out that so you get called into a meeting with your boss and then you end up being let go and when you ask who is taking your place <laughs> Juicy has put himself forward so he has manipulated the situation. He's like, well, I don't really like my boss. So uh -huh. he just told me, he just gave me this information that could put his job at risk. Maybe I can 
I mean, well, there's not much I can do at that position, right? So like, you, there's you not, wouldn't you wouldn't hunt him down and take fish. <laughs> <laughs> the darkness. Uh, no, I definitely wouldn't. Uh, I I mean, that would terminate my, my friendship with him, though, obviously. But yeah, that would be a whole situation. I, I goof. I, I would be, there are a few things that would make me more mad than something like that, that I would go out of my way to risk my job for a friend, only for him to manipulate the situation to better his position, you know, in spite of me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if if I get fired for telling him, so be it. But if I get fired because he told them so that he could get my job, that's a whole nother level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Okay. Oh, I don't know, though, because in my right, even feel that way, though, because because I'm I was okay with it, right? Like I knew that I was compromising my job by telling him. I knew that going into it and I was okay with the consequences yeah. that might arise. You were taking a risk, you were rolling the dice. Yes. But you didn't expect now, it to come from him is the thing. I didn't, but like ultimately I lost my job because I told him and I knew that was a possibility. And better yet, not only did you not lose his job but now he has a better job. Like if I look at it from that perspective, <laughs> it does happen to be what my, you know my job. But I can can't should I look at it from the sake of well, I mean I I wouldn't only because I know that he manipulated it. But mm-hmm. like if, for instance, like what if he just like he's like okay you know I appreciate you telling me and then he takes it to my boss. He's like look I don't I can't this is crazy I can't believe that you would you know let me go after all these years and all my hard work blah 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 not trying to get my job and then my manager's like i can't believe tim told you how about this i'll let you have tim's job tim's fired (laughs) but it wasn't him manipulating but i'll never know the truth behind what happened or you know i'll never there's truth uh, behind that closed door yeah there was a a non-disclosure agreement signed at the uh, Mm -hmm. the meeting it's a lot it's a lot to take because yes your welfare is compromised and that of you know your wife and your son but you know what and about dog uh, yes of course hank yes and no more that um that fancy what is what is the fancy dog food that's like or maybe it's cat food or it's like beef tenderloin or something <laughs> anyways hank has to go back to old roy well, uh, just to clarify, Hank doesn't get the beef tenderloin. He has anal gland issues, as we've discussked. Uh, so he has specifically the, the salmon flavored. Uh, oh, does that help with the allegedly? It's better for his stomach, better for digestion. Oh, okay, okay. It's the omega threes. Okay, yeah. So, uh, you know, your family and Hankston anal glands and all—that's compromised. <laughs> but we have to. Th- what about Juicy's daughter? Like, maybe she will she doesn't have to get traditional braces now because he's now gotten a raise. He, she can get Invisalign, which mm. would be quicker and people wouldn't even notice the braces. There would be no awkward school book photos, no bullying. So there's, you know, you could twist it all sorts of ways, really. That's true. I guess. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where I was going with that. I liked it though. <laughs> I, uh, anyways, the, uh, just again, just to say that uh, this is nothing truthful or based in reality. What if, what if this was? What if, what if my manager went to you and they're like, "Hey, 
this might happen. I'm just curious if you can maybe garner <laughs> some information, make it seem hypothetical, and you're going to take this back to my manager. And- yeah, and then then she comes in at the end of the podcast. <laughs> A surprise attack. Uh, and she lets you go on the podcast. That would be... Oh. Would, would you... Would you? Well, I would be mad because how, like, I haven't, I didn't tell Juicy, like, I didn't break my, you know, what I was asked of. Like, what, what would be her grounds for firing me now? Maybe, maybe she's been searching for a reason. But what did I do? I don't know. Because I've, because I've admitted that I like my boss now. So I wouldn't tell, I wouldn't tell Juicy. I, in fact, I said, if I like my boss, which I do in this case, I would put the ball back in her court. So that's, if she came on right now, I'd be like, well, you tell Jason. Yes, but what you don't know is that Juicy is also in cahoots with me. And so via me, I'm filtering what you're saying. So, and manipulating then then she needs to reconsider working with you i mean that's not my fault that she went to you and then you well no juicy came to me and then i went to your boss juicy came to you for what why would he have come (laughs) to you if he didn't know his job was compromised it's just getting more and more complex yeah that's a good question never mind (laughs) well your boss has listened to the podcast so maybe she thought oh you know they like to poke fun and have guests on so maybe this would be a good way to you know through a quote-unquote ethical dilemma to really test the waters and see maybe not well this this is all i needed so no offense to my boss or juicy but neither of you are invited to the podcast at this point in time (laughs) Uh, sorry guys um yes and juicy is a phenomenal employee so i've heard uh it just so happens that this was about an employee. So I thought it would be fun to put a name with a role. I would have felt better if it was Richard. Oh, okay. Sorry. I would have been more willing to. Well, he's not your employee anymore, I guess. He's not, but he was at one time. That's true. That's true. I'm just kidding. Shout out to Richard. He's a, he's a great guy. I stuck his hand in one too many pots. Sticky little pots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, though, if there was anybody who's going to be okay, it would be him because he does have so many like... Like he's just a he's a schemer. He really is, and I don't mean that as a insult. Uh huh. Like a, an intellectual he would, schemer. Yeah, he'd just figure something else out. I promise you. So it would be great if it was him. He's probably got like a thousand He'll backup right. options. Yeah. Wow. We have. Mm. Man, sorry, I didn't mean for that to go so long, but that's okay. I enjoyed it. It was so fun. Yes. Yeah. Now, Tim, should we progress? ourselves into progressive insurance oh yes we should okay great tear up player again i'm just kidding please don't well i will if you want no no it's fine it's fine uh yes so Story time. Again, guys, we are in our senior year squared. The last year at the Cove. Now, Tim, how did we want to kick off 
our, you know, kind of following on from the winter adventures and all the awkwardness of, you know, you with the headphones. Like, how, how do we top that? How do we well, move on from well, that? Let's just keep keep the conversation about awkwardness rolling. How about that? Okay. Um, I've kind of hinted at this and, you know, over the past few episodes. Um, but, you know, you, in your love life, you had embarked on a journey that you like to call the power of three. Yes, yes. That, you know, obviously ended and resulted in the finding of your one true love betrothed. Um, Morgan. Well, I had a similar situation, although it did not end quite as well for me. <laughs> it, I mean, like ultimately my, my love life has ended well, or it's not ended. I don't know how to say that. I have found, but it was not via the power of three, but I did have my own, you know, version of, of such things. So, um, mm-hmm. and ironically also, uh, with the, the female name starting with an M. Now you will recall in high school, I dated a Megan. Uh, well, there were a few other Megans in my life that uh, didn't pan out so well. But, um, you know, I hinted at one of these being uh, a nice young lady that I met on our trip to London. I'm, I think I mentioned her, right? You did. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So at the time, of course, we were classmates and, and nothing more. Um, but we... We came back to school and actually it was a couple of semesters later, but we had a couple of classes together and ended up in a group project together and studying together and, you know, one thing led to another and we dated for about a month and then that ended. And that's pretty much all I'll say about that. <laughs> so this was but Megan number two. This would have been, yeah, effectively Megan number two. What's confusing and tricky is there was another Megan in our friend group, um, that hung out with, um, you'll recall Katie, um, yeah, and another Morgan, not your Morgan, but another Morgan, and they were all, you know, kind of really close friends, and they would hang out with. I you weren't around too much because you, I mean, you were studying a lot, and mm-hmm. obviously had your, you know, you had your relationship, but at the time, me and Hunter and Josh were all, well, on and off for josh but uh like single and and so like this was kind of and not that we were like necessarily interested i mean we well i was uh but you know like these were this was just a friend group like we weren't hanging out with them because of any interest or anything like that necessarily mm-hmm. um but there was a girl named megan and um i had known her pretty much for a majority of my time at north georgia um she had gone on my first beach project um, so I met her there and again, just kind of throughout the being involved with campus outreach and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I had, I had for quite some time developed some feelings for her, but I, um, I, for a long time lacked a lot of like self-confidence and for like, for whatever reason, like I just kind of had elevated her in my mind to just as like, she was out of my league, you know, she's one of those, she's super nice. And like, we were friends and we'd, we'd talk. We had some classes together as well. So that was nice. But like, I just never had it in me to like. To take that next step. Take that next Make step. Make the move. And I, looking back, I wonder, I mean, I think, I think there were situations that had arisen that 
looking back, I think she might have been interested and I just missed my chance, which is, you know, ultimately it ended well, so I'm not upset. But in the, the situation that I'm specifically thinking about, because I, I play this back in my mind sometimes, and I'm just like, well, what else could this have meant? But we, um, you know, we've mentioned that there was a, there was a back deck to our house that had no technical way to the ground. It was just elevated. But under, there was a, a ladder that had been left there from either the previous owner or Leland himself. I don't know. Yes. But this ladder led had, to the, the worry about yeah, exactly. The Without the ladder, there would have been no squatter. But we took the ladder at some point. Um, so this would have been me, Hunter, Josh, and the and the ladies that I mentioned earlier, including Megan number three, I guess. That was never uh not, that was not to be. Megan number three, that was not to be. Um and we had we had all climbed onto the roof of the house one night and we were just kind of like stargazing, if you will, and we were just kind of hanging out. And specifically I remember Megan wearing a pair of white shorts. Not like I don't remember it like <laughs> not like in that way, but like it became yeah. a part of a conversation. Okay. So she was wearing some white shorts. We get on the roof. Um, you know, I don't know how many roofs you've been on, but oftentimes there's a lot of tar like used to like kind of stick the shingles and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, we did our stargazing, we came down. Oh, how romantic. And this was like yes. a big, well, this was like a big group. There wasn't anything like romantic or anything like that. But okay. we, we come down and then like the next time that we see these girls, Megan comes to me and she's like, hey, you know how the other night we were like on y'all's roof and I was wearing my white shorts. Well, I got like a bunch of black stuff on it, like a bunch of tar. And I was like, oh, that's, that's so unfortunate. You know, and I don't remember like if there was a point to it or if she was just kind of making conversation. And I was like, uh -huh. oh, that's interesting. And again, this is kind of like looking back, was she just like looking for ways to conversate with me? You know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe a good dry cleaner recommendation. Yeah, maybe that's all she was looking for. Um, the next time I saw her, which, you know, was probably a few weeks later, she she brought this up again as if we had not had this conversation. And it, it caught me off guard. But I was like, oh, oh okay, well, that's unfortunate, you know. <laughs> and again, I didn't really know where to go with that, but you know, I just kind of expressed my, you know, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, hate that for you. The next time Sar was actually at a Thanksgiving event that we actually threw at the cove. That's a whole story in and of itself that I, you know, story for another day, I guess. <laughs> but um, but she tells me this again, and at this point. Again, it, it, as if she had never told me. And at this point, I'm just, I, I don't understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. So I start laughing and I was like, Megan, you know that you've you've told me this story twice before already. And I was kind of laughing and not, not at her. I just thought it was funny that she had forgotten. Mm -hmm. And I remember the just look of like, she was so offended by me saying that. Or at least that was the impression. She's like, oh, I, I'm so sorry. And then walks away. And I was like, no, no, it's oh, okay. I just, no. I think it's funny. And I said, like in an effort to like, like I felt like I'd really offended, like embarrassed her. I think I was like, no, it's just, you're so popular. You probably forget. <laughs> you, you forget who, that you, who you've all talked to or told this to. It didn't work. Yeah. She was just like, she just was like, whatever. And like walked off. And I remember like, we didn't talk for a long time after that. And I, oh I guess God. I really like really got to her. And I remember, you know, at this point I was, I was pretty into her and, I, and it ate me up. I was like, I, I can't believe that I like, upset her but at the mm -hmm. same time i don't really know why i or how i upset her you know yeah but yeah 
Um, I, I, I do wonder though, what if, what if it was the opposite? Cause I feel like we tend to, at least a lot of most people will kind of downplay their own sense of self-worth and how others perceive them. So I wonder if that was happening where you thought that she was out of your league, but maybe she was thinking the same thing and she was like feeling awkward about small talk. And she's like, what can mm. I tell Tim to get this conversation going? Well, White that's pants. what I wonder yeah. because she, she certainly did not act like she was out of my league in that. Like she wasn't like, um, too good for, for me. She didn't act like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like looking back, I'm like, well, it probably really wasn't that, that wasn't the case, you know? And, and I think, Maybe she was just trying to make conversation and make some sort of connection. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to read too much into it. Number one, because ultimately I don't care. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to think. I, like, I, I don't want it to seem like I ha- all of a sudden have this overwhelming sense of confidence where I feel like, oh, that had to have been what it was. Mm-hmm. But it's just something like, oh, I don't. I don't understand. I, I will never understand the the. The conduct, and, and you know, even if I were to reconnect with her at some point, um, I she probably wouldn't even remember that story. So yeah, yeah, or maybe she does. Maybe it's scarred in her mind too. But maybe I, mean, I would, you know, I would love to let her know that, like, I I meant no offense by it, but man, whatever. <laughs> did we ever find Anyways, out? Did the was the stain removed? That's my main question. I, you know, at this point, honestly, at this point, I, I well, we did we did not talk for a while like and i think either she was really offended or either either that or she really was just too good for me and she forgot about me i don't know but i never brought the pants up again because <laughs> we at some point we did we did like i don't want to say make amends it was never like needed but like our friend group would still come around and we eventually like moved past that if you will mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but all that to say i never i never made any moves mm-hmm. i think i was too scarred from that event yeah I wonder if she is scarred as well. You know, like she she goes to her husband or her husband comes to her as something about a stain and some article of clothing and it just all the progress she's made in therapy it just it he's sets like, the clock back. He's like he's like, babe, you would look really good in these white shorts. No, no, <laughs> take it away. <laughs> or, yeah. Or like she she's in a a clothing store. Um and like all of a sudden she's like she's looking through all the clothes and then all of a sudden every pair of shorts she sees now has a black spot and she's like <laughs> screaming, running out of the store. Oh my goodness. Uh, we well, really extrapolated that. <laughs> Anyways. Yep. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you. She they, ended up, I was going to say she ended up before uh, she's married now to, to a guy that we knew from college, but um, prior to that and after all of this, she ended up dating another good friend of mine. So she, she clearly wasn't like mortified by it. That's good. That's good. Well, but Megan, if you're if you happen to be listening, you know, reach out. Maybe maybe you can be featured in the the Q and A to tell us <laughs> if you're scarred, if the stain did come out, and how life is going. Anyways, um, fun story, Tim. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Another fun story. Okay kind of wanted to bring up but i didn't really know a good way to to bring this up just it's it's one funny memory in my mind um just because i felt really awkward and those are always fun memories but 
sprinkled in this senior year, you know, you had mentioned that you used to date Tori, kind of the, the earlier side of college. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys kind of had some on again, off again spells as well. <laughs> well, it was one off. It was one on again. And then, multi, you know, it was like it was on and it was uh-huh. off. And then there was an attempt to and on again. And then it was off. Uh-huh. But <laughs> the fuse, the fuse went out. Yeah. Okay. When you flipped yeah. that last switch. Okay. Well, I, th- I guess this was when you had attempted to flip that last switch. But I remember she, okay, set the, st- set the stage. Um, nachos. One evening I had, we were famous for making our nachos. You'll recall. Well, famous, I don't know if it's the right word. Well, to I, us. Like, I, to us, yes. Me and you had had a, uh, like a certain nacho recipe that we would... Man, we put a lot of time into constructing that recipe and then even making it mm-hmm. a handful of times. Man, those were the days. Yeah, yeah, that and poor man's milkshake, which is effectively Oreo ice cream and milk mashed together with a spoon. <laughs> 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 but... uh Yes, man, how are we not 500 pounds? Anyways, I this one evening, I guess I had made some solo nachos, but I had, you know, basically my nachos with the nice cheese on a plate, and I was walking up the stairs, and, you know, you and Tim, you know, messing with people fashion, you had a Frisbee. Um, I don't, I don't know what you were doing with the Frisbee beforehand, but I was walking up the stairs to go to Narnia after a long day's work, and and uh, you just launch this frisbee, and it just takes out my plate of nachos, <laughs> sprays cheese all over the wall, and I just felt so defeated. But I remembered that, and I wanted to get payback. So, do you remember what I did to pay you back? Mm, no, and I, I'm I was wondering, like, how does this have any uh, correlation to to? me me reattempting to date Tori. So I'm assuming it has something to do with that. So please. Yes. Let me know. Yes, it does. Well, I, th- this wasn't really, I guess it kind of got you back, but it really just ended up getting me back, kind of biting me in the ass and making me look weird. But I, you had told me at some point about celebrities will read odd tweets about themselves. Mm-hmm. You recall mm-hmm. this. There was a particular one that we both found very hysterical. Um, you, okay, 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 okay. Before you continue the story, I know what you're talking about now. Are, was this, are you like positive that this happened like after Tori and I had broken up and then there was like this one date? Or did this happen It could have been when during, you were still together. I think it did. It, when the light switch was still on before you had turned it off. Yes. Not that that's really relevant for the story. I just, I don't think that it happened when you thought it did, but that's okay. 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 Still continue with the story. Yes. Yes. So, um, if you have any kids in the car, maybe skip forward a couple minutes, but (laughs) the, uh, anyways, John Goodman actor read this tweet about him and you'll have to fill in some blanks here because I'm hardcore paraphrasing, but something about when someone is eating buttered popcorn, they imagine that <laughs> the butter has <laughs> the the actual quote. Okay. Okay. So Tell this me. is uh from this is from a, a Jimmy Chemical uh, Jimmy Kimmel bit 
where he brings on celebrities and he has them read mean tweets about themselves. And John Goodman had read this tweet that somebody had said about him. That butter that they put on your popcorn at movie theaters, it's actually made from John Goodman's ball sweat. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. So we just, we particularly enjoyed that. Um, I just thought it was so funny. And you had a, a dry erase board on your wall that you could, you know, make little doodles on, um, all your math well, equations. It was, intended, it was intended for, uh, you know, all of my, you know, industrious school, mm-hmm. schooling, scheduling and stuff. Yeah. You know me. To, to better your academic rigor. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was intended for. Yes. But I, I saw it. I had ulterior motives for the dry erase board. And I don't remember the lag time or if you had even seen it before this. But so I effectively drew a scrotum with little (laughs) what looked like raindrops dripping onto the top of a bag of popcorn. And just kind of left it there. Wait, wait for you to find is, you know, penance for destroying my nachos and my dignity that night. (laughs) And I don't you'll have to let me know if you remember like, did you did you see it before? I, well, I will tell you, I don't remember this incident at all. Oh, okay, so this is just outside of you just having reminded me over you know the past few years. Um, so I don't remember having seen it prior, and I don't even remember <laughs> what followed. That the fact that I never erased it if I did see it. Okay, that's fair. Well, it, regardless, I remember being in Narnia one evening, and you you and Tori were in your room. And you called me in there. I was like, oh, what's going on, buddy? And it's just like silence. And then you just shift your eyes to the dry erase board. And Tori is looking at it as well. And it's just like a 10-second stint of me not knowing what to do. (laughs) And then being like, I'm so sorry. Like, Because I felt like I had scarred Tori. Which probably, looking back, it wasn't that serious. Yeah, and I just wish I knew the context. like Because I... I don't understand. Like, if she was offended, I don't know why she would have been. Mm-hmm. Like, it was. Like, I feel like it would be one thing if it were like female genitalia, like you know, drawn on the board. <laughs> like, I feel like yeah. okay, I could see, I could see the level of offense here, but I don't know for some reason, it was. It just seemed like it was clearly, you know. All in good fun. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Unless maybe she thought I drew it, which even then, like, I don't. It wasn't <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know what she would have thought. So again, I don't know this whole situation. I yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't remember, but uh, I, I'm sure it was just like I need her to know that it was you who drew it. Mm-hmm. Versus me, because I guess it would have been a little bit more concerning if I was just like out there, you know. Yeah, just you know, with a little, but uh, almost said a beret, with a little uh, beret, beret hat on and a striped shirt, just. <laughs> yeah, like I could see, I could see that being a little bit more like shocking for her. So maybe I just needed her to know. Okay, well, before you draw any, you know, 
conclusions. Let's just be clear here. I didn't even do this. I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. You see, you wanted her to know like this wasn't a, you know, a self-portrait of any kind. Or <laughs> uh, this was like a plan to get back at somebody. I'm going to ball, ball sweat on somebody's popcorn. And Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Because presumably she didn't know that. There was no context thing. for her. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. That's just uh, one one fond memory I have. Anyways, Tim. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Just what a turn. What a turn of conversation. I'm sorry. Yeah. As Anyways. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. So Tim had lots of, um, you know, he was weaving his own power of, is it three or is it two? Is it 2.5? It was an attempt at a three beat. It was, well, it was very little attempt. There was a desire for a three-peat, three-peat, but uh, no, there was no effort made. Okay, okay. Just wanted to clarify that. Okay. But during this time, you know, I was, as, as we kind of mentioned earlier, I had a lot of uh, activities. I was working a couple jobs and also uh, trying to finish school and, you know, look at med school options and that kind of stuff, which we'll talk more about in next week's episode, but... You, I was also, a, I had a prominent role, very, very important figure in an you organization did, yeah. that you apparently did not know about. You never told us. Don't you? Don't even act like you did. Yeah. So obviously, uh, you lived in my class, so I saw you on the daily. But you just being so studious and obviously having you know your relationship with Morgan. And this is no offense to you, but you were pro- you probably hung out with the rest of the house the least. Mm-hmm. Like you were the most. Um, what, what did Hunter call you? Like the most secretive, mysterious. Or mysterious. Yeah. Yes, which <laughs> I would agree with. I mean, I don't know. If I would use the word mysterious because I knew you a lot better. But like you certainly weren't around as as often, or like I mean, you were around, but you were often in Narnia. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you kept your nose to the books a lot. So a lot of what you were doing in terms of school, I just don't think that was, unless you were specifically asked, it was never really addressed. And you knew, I don't know if this had anything to do with it. I doubt it because it wasn't like the organization you were involved with was not like a a typical college frat, but you knew that Hunter and I specifically, um, you knew our feelings towards fraternities. So maybe that played a role in you just not mentioning the fact that you were not only in a fraternity, but you were the president of a fraternity. Now this was like, yeah, go ahead. It was, this was not a fraternity that even though you like to call it that and poke fun. I mean, it was, it's got Greek letters. It's an honor society. Okay. But what is it called? MED med medicine. But it was like the Greek letters. Mu epsilon delta. Yeah. And and that was the name of it. So it's in my defense, <laughs> it sounds like a fraternity. It effectively was. I mean, it was a club of some sort that like you had to pay for, right? And like you, yeah, had you had your dues, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it sounded a lot like a fraternity, and I didn't even know that you were in it. I don't even remember how the conversation came up, but you, but you, I think you were going to some event. And you were trying to explain to me what it was, and I was like, oh, I didn't know you were in this. Like again, I know it wasn't like a typical like party party type fraternity but mm-hmm. you're telling me about it and you're like oh i'm the president of it i was like what 
<laughs> yeah, cause, so this was a, as a, it was like a, I mean, most of the people there were biology, but I guess it was technically a, if you want to go to med school or any kind of hell like PA, pharmacy. So, so Hunter could have been in there. Uh, yeah, he could have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Could have been my, my VP. That would have been pretty cool. Um, what, how did, so how did you become president? Let's talk about that. Cause I don't think I ever asked. Was it like a voting system? It, it was, but the, the organization had kind of started to run into the ground and just lose momentum. Um, and I, as of you or no, this was prior to me, but I all but saw to its end in some ways, um, <laughs> which that kind of is happened again with a, being a president of a society in med school. Yeah. Um, that's another story for another day, but yes, the, it had kind of started to go downhill, lose interest. And pro- sometime in the spring semester prior to the academic year, I became president. They had, they were going to hold elections and you had to get up and give your spiel about, you know, all the vending machines you're going to put in and, you know, plants you're going to plant and all that. Did you do any of that? Well, like, what was your platform? I I don't even remember. You don't remember? But you didn't do anything that you said you were going to do anyway? (laughs) Well, I organized a few things like, you know, going down to visit some med schools and getting speakers in and stuff, but uh, no vending machines. You didn't, you didn't like better the actual school that we were attending, though? I mean, it depends on who you ask. Well, I'm asking you. <laughs> I feel like I introduced variety because previously this was very medicine-focused, which nothing wrong with okay. that. But I feel like I tried to expand it to other professions, like if you want to go to pharmacy school, there wasn't really anything there, so I had some speakers come about that and oh, okay yeah like a, a pa That's come cool. and speak to us about the differences and stuff like that so maybe Me, i did more than i think well i want to talk about these vending machines though because generally when i think of a vending machine i think of unhealthy things what what kind of were you like advocating for like a, a stock of uh celery in a vending machine or like oh yes tomatoes salad really was that would that have been what it was it was just like random vegetables well yeah maybe because you know because this would have been an h&s which is like the biology building Mm -hmm. on campus effectively biological sciences and um there was botany is a big you know course and there's like a greenhouse and stuff like that so we could have taken the produce you know the leaves the herbs from Mm -hmm. the greenhouse and sold them through the vending machines Ooh. yeah yeah um but it's a shame yeah. that it didn't come to fruition maybe maybe your legacy lived on who knows we we can go back and visit one day and see if there's a vending machine yeah full of herbs sure why not what happens over the summer though, if no one's maintaining that they just it's a lot of maintenance. <laughs> it's true. Well, you don't have to actually have it in a vending machine, I guess. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Or it could just be packaged in such a way. Not like a loose tomato. Anyways, we've talked too much about fruit. But yes, one other story or one one aspect of being this president of the fraternity, as you call it, is... Which it was. <laughs> 
Honor Society, Tim. What was it called again? Mu Epsilon Delta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But med, like, again, med. Yeah. It's Greek. Greek letters, Greek life. Come on now. But there was no Greek houses. It's not like we... Yeah, but that there were no Greek houses at all for any fraternity in North Georgia. So you, you could argue that all of them were all honor societies. <laughs> no. <laughs> You could argue that, but you'd be wrong. It's not like we had hazing. What would that even have been? Poke each other with syringes. Oh man, that could <laughs> have to go. Have to go through like. Uh... Well, never mind. <laughs> no, say, no, say it, say it, Tim. Say, say. Well, I, I can't think of the proper terminology. Like, uh, you know. Uh, your hazing would be like you you put on a glove and tell tell the uh, initiates to <laughs> bend over and cough. <laughs> Little uh, DRE action. What does that stand for? Uh, digital rectal examination. What's <laughs> up uh, with digital? You're going. You're going all in. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why you never wanted to smell my finger. It was. Oh my god! <laughs> oh man. Anyways, I remember I had mentioned that we like I would take them, well, not take them, but I would plan out trips to visit medical schools and stuff like that. Um, so we had planned this trip to go down and visit Medical College of Georgia, which is in Augusta, Georgia. Oh, it it is in Georgia. Okay. <laughs> it's in Augusta. Or some people call it Disgusta. Hey, that's that's the word on the street, right? <laughs> um but I I didn't think it was disgusting. It was just a city to me. But we went down it was to pleasant. It was, it was pleasant, yeah. But uh it was just me and two other people effectively that ended up going. So I drove us down in my civic and I remember just like the rest of the trip was absolutely fine. No issues whatsoever. But the beginning of the trip started off very interesting. A little, a little rocky. Which one would argue that if the beginning of a trip starts off rough. I mean, I know you said the rest of it was good, but I feel like it would have set a certain precedent, you know, set a tone. It did set a tone. Um, it did set a tone somewhat of an anal tone, but anal <laughs> just keep him with what the thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, I remember. So we're on the drill field was where I picked the two people I was taking with me up. And so to get back to the main road to kind of exit Dahlonega, we just went around the drill field, you know, was, and mind you, this is like 5 a.m. 5 30 Sheesh. Super, super early. I would never get up that early. Yeah. E- even for uh, apples and peanut butter? <laughs> Caesar salad. Clam chowder. But, yes, yeah, so we make our way around the trail field, and I noticed that there are some cadets, because we've talked about this being a military college, and I see them, like, crossing from outside the perimeter of the drill field to the inside. So I wait and it looks like they have stopped. You know, the proverbial sea has parted 
and they're going to let me pass. And so I say, okay, great. And so I proceed to, you know, go through the pass over the little speed bump. And then out of nowhere, I guess the, the leader of the cadets just comes fly just in this temper tantrum and like slams his hands on the hood of my car and is like screaming and um and I'm just like I don't have time for I don't I didn't do anything wrong but I'm not going to entertain the next 10 minutes of whatever this is about to turn into so I stop when he you know slams his hands on my car and then he proceeds to come around to the driver's side <laughs> and Again, I'm like, I don't have time for this. So then when he comes around to the driver's side and my path is clear, I just start driving off. Now, I didn't like... Did you, you should have just peeled out of there. I should have. I, I didn't, you know, trying to keep tensions relatively <laughs> mild. But yeah. anyway, so I start driving and I, he's red in the face. He is screaming. And as I'm driving away, he kicks one of my tires. You're kidding. No. And I can just oh. see him like just, you know, waving in the background and all kinds of stuff. And then the one of the people that were with me was like, mm, roid rage. <laughs> <laughs> That's, funny. That's funny. Yeah. So moral of the story is, I guess, wait to get some sort of document that allows you clearance <laughs> if you're ever in that situation because... Apparently, I didn't have clearance as a civilian. I don't know. Jeez. Yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself. At least you learned your lesson. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Just don't go around the drill field ever again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But anyways, any any uh, any run-ins with the cadets that you've ever had that you want to share while we're on this topic? None, none that were quite as unpleasant. I mean, you know, we we had our our fair share of uh, interactions. We, of course, John and mm-hmm. Nat Shannon, who we will maybe may or may not speak with later. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Okay. Okay. Did you ever want to like dress up and impersonate one? No. No desire. Because I, I don't know what benefit that would allow. It, only that you might get roped into some sort of like, you know, <laughs> PT training or something like that. And just go, drop down and give me 50. Like that. I feel like it's it's all negative is what I would uh, assume, you know. But even like, what, what about with the ladies, you know? They say that they love a man in uniform. So, I mean. Yeah, I, I never got that vibe that like they were the, you know, the stars of the show or anything like that. Walking into, um, in fact, I felt like generally speaking, and I'm not, this is not the case for the, the friends that we had. Yeah. Cause this is, this was not like, a, this is a very general statement, but I felt like a lot of the guys that were in the core of cadet, the core of cadets, um, were probably not like the most, um, I don't know. Maybe this is a terrible thing to say. Maybe you should edit this out. <laughs> but uh, they were not the most popular kids in high school, you know, and this was kind of like their effort to become bigger than they, you know, mm-hmm. bigger, too big for their britches kind of thing. <laughs> that was the impression I got. They were hoping for the uh, the serum. 
The super soldier serum, yeah. 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 <laughs> Who knows? Some abandoned room in one of the chemistry labs. Where these off the book experiments are taking place. Okay, okay. Well, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. Your story was you actually shared the story. I was just commenting. Oh well, you're an excellent commentator, Tim. So Oh, thank you. <laughs> But yes, I, I wanted to touch because we kind of moving along one, one more person we wanted to touch on before kind of closing out the episode was we mentioned golf back in, um, kind of when we lived at Willow Trace and you'll recall the Christmas album that never was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was, so we want, we wanted to have him come on, but we're having trouble getting in touch with him. So on the off chance, we don't. We're not able to have him come on. Just wanted to give him a shout out. And he would often come and stay at the Cove. And yes, well, so his connection to us, how, how he kind of, you know, became a part of our, our friend group, if you will, he was friends of hunters from home, from Rome, home, Rome, home. Um, and you know, had gone to, school with us as well in college. So, so we knew him through Hunter, uh, played a lot of basketball with him, obviously played music with him at times. Mm -hmm. Um, but he was only at North Georgia for a couple of years before transferring to Georgia tech. Um, yeah. And so for the latter half or latter portion of, of our time at school, he was at tech, but yes, he would often come up and visit. And when he did, he needed a place to stay and you know obviously hunter being a friend from home and the rest of us knowing him relatively well made sense for him to stay with us but we didn't have a spare bed if you will mm-hmm. we did have a futon yes yes in narnia in narnia yes and i just wanted to give him a shout out because i always this was always just a fond memory um that oftentimes i would be working late at rite aid i would come home when Hunter's sister wasn't there screaming at me. Um, I would, no, it just happened the one time. But oftentimes I would walk into Narnia, all the lights are off. I flip the light switch on, and there's golf just asleep on my futon. <laughs> like I didn't know he was coming. And like I didn't have a problem with it at all. I didn't mind one bit, but it was just this kind of thing of I never know if I'm going to come. Yeah, home it, golf it happened. On my futon. Just- very very often and i don't feel like you were probably made aware very very infrequently yeah yeah so funny so yeah i don't think any of us really expected it most of the time that's true that's true he just kind of he just kind of knew that he had a place yeah yeah quite endearing if you think about it really that we just we're always the hub and not only would he would he you know plant himself on your futon to sleep but he would also always be planted at our kitchen table where where he was either studying or playing video games. Yes, and he like usually, you knew you could find him, one of those two places. Yeah, he usually had a rotisserie chicken that he was devouring, as well. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, big big on his uh his protein intake. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, you know we're kind of shared quite a bit, quite a selection of fun stories and fun memories from our senior year squared, but. As all good things do, Tim, things do come to a close, you know, chapters are finished, Mm. um, and new chapters begin, 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of the way writing works, I think. And sometimes, sometimes, yes. But the chapter of our time at the cove is sadly, but quickly coming. To, well, it's already come to an end, but in our story, it is coming to an end. And what happens after that, Tim? Well, you'll just have to stay tuned to find out. That's right. That's right. I was expecting a little bit more excitement, but. Oh, you'll just have to stay tuned and find out. Okay. Okay. I'll edit that back in. There we go. <laughs> you, okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, buddy. <laughs> but wrapping paper, who, who are you wrapping a present for? Is it for me? Nobody. It's, it's the wrapping paper still wrapped up like the plastic you know so it itself is the gift it could be Mm -hmm. i don't know that it will be but i was just it was like laying here next to me so i'm just playing with it okay that's fine that's fine you're uh you're you're blarged you're bored and frustrated (laughs) that's why you're uh you're playing i think there's good continuity there tim just waiting on you I'm here. Fezziwig. I'm Thought. I'm, oh, Mr. Fezziwig. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you are Mr. Fezziwig. Um, but that was, that was a blast, Tim. I had a lot of fun sharing those stories, especially, um, you know, hearing about the white pants and <laughs> also the, uh, the nachos and the, Popcorn, you know, you'll never think about going to the movies the same way. Uh, well, you say that, but I've been to the movies many times and I've forgotten that story. So, okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. But maybe the next time I go to the movies, I won't, I'll be thinking about it differently. Mm-hmm. And and any of you listening, maybe the next time you you go, you'll be thinking of it differently as well. Hopefully not. Hopefully we, we didn't ruin anybody's movie going experience. Yes. Yes. But, hopefully uh, not. It's possible. It is possible. Also possible. Something going on. How how does one get their scrotum sweat into a like a like a a way to express it onto popcorn? That's what I want to know. Express it onto popcorn. That <laughs> <laughs> just sound for some reason that. That phrase just sounds, that makes it sound so much more nasty. <laughs> I mean, there's not a way for it not to sound nasty, but I, exactly. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, surely no one has ever done that. John Gibbon has. Oh, well, did he really though? I don't think he really no, did. Probably not. Oh, Lord have mercy. We're getting to, uh, a stage where uh oh this is wonderful okay so tim we have a fun listener shout out of the week Ooh, i love fun shout outs of the week you, 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 oh, you ready for me oh, yeah. i just didn't know you're ready star exorcist has given us several likes on instagram Ooh, so, thank you star Exorcist, exorcism of the star to remove 
The soul of the star. The soul sounds of the star. incredibly dangerous. I, I I don't know that much about like astrology or astronomy, whichever one it is. Mm-hmm. I never can remember the correct pro, uh, phrase. It's meteorology, Tim. Because the meteors. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Meteorology. My apologies. Um, but um, yeah, I feel I've heard that stars are are very big, and of course, <laughs> hot. So more. You get close mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm hot they're far far hotter than warm okay okay i would think i mean it's literally just a ball of fire great ball of fire <laughs> goodness gracious yeah yeah but you know thor thor withstood the heat he literally yeah, had a star he's a, he's a god but he's a god is he a god or is he an alien he's a god we he he may like to us he's an alien, but to his people he's a god. So he so all of the Asgardians are no. aliens, but some of well, the aliens all of are gods. Yes, correct. Correct. So if if one were to draw a Venn diagram, Thor and Loki and Odin are in the middle. Okay. And so the okay. Yeah, I I don't know why. I don't think that would be a fit. Anyways, okay. Good to know. Good to know. Right. Well, anyways, I'm just trying to think of how Venn Vin diagrams work. I guess it wouldn't be a Venn diagram. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just that. Well, I guess it would be. It would be. But it wouldn't be like the typical Venn diagram. It'd be like a smaller circle inside of a bigger circle. Yeah. Right? And the smaller circle is alien. And the bigger circle is God. And all of the Asgardians would fit into the middle. Well, so would the bigger circle be aliens, and the smaller mm. circle is yes. God? Maybe, but then the, I feel like God is inside the middle circle, so that would yeah, yeah, that would be right. That would be right. I don't know. right. I don't know. Wait, so no, it would be it would be a Venda. It would be two circles side by side. The left side is aliens. The right side is God's. The middle where they overlap is where one would find, you know, Thor and Odin. No, because right. If they are yeah, okay, they're not aliens yes. or yes. God, but they're both. Well, they're not just alien or just God; they're both. Right. So, but but nobody else in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, at least to my knowledge, would be in the God bubble. Whereas you'd have the Asgardians in the alien bubble. You'd have the Asgardians and the, the regular Guardians of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, give or take Peter Quill. Peter Quill might be in the middle because he's like half God. Oh, that's true. He's literally, yeah, half and half. Well, he's not anymore, actually. So I don't know if you're chronologically speaking. He's he's killed that part of himself. Um, oh, must have missed that. Well, when he, when he killed Ego, he lost. Oh, that's power. right. That's right. I got you. But yeah, but nobody else would be like in the God section, right? I'm trying to think. Um, because Thanos is not technically a God. He's a Titan. Uh-huh. The Eternals are robots, effectively. Spoiler warning. That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Eternals has been out for. Yeah. The, uh, what's it called? The um, Statue of Limitations. Yeah, up. yeah. Anyways, lots of fun today, Tim. 
It was great seeing it. It was all right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, yeah. it's what it is. I had fun anyways. Jutney had fun. That's good. Mm-hmm. Did he? Yeah, he did. He's been, he's been, napping. I can't tell. He always has fun when he naps. See when he's chasing the mouse. You should get a mouse for him to chase mm-hmm. like in real life. It would just end up in the toilet. <laughs> Only if you're the one who put it in the toilet in the first place. I mean, you're mm-hmm. implicating yourself. Uh, the world may never know who the true squatter was. Well, Tim, if people want to find us or email us, how can they do that? Podcast. Now, this is very sp- you f- Listen closely. Mm-hmm. I've got to get this right. It's podcast dot, so that's like a period, dot the ramble at not Yahoo, not AOL, but at gmail.com. Okay, so all that typed out. Not at, not, not Yahoo, not <laughs> Hotmail. Yes, it's a little bit lengthy. I didn't say Hotmail. Podcast.theramble at gmail.com. Excellent. And if you want to find us on Instagram, we are underscore the Ramble Podcast. Facebook, the Ramble Podcast. Again, always check out our website. Buy our super cool merch. I've been trying to get Tim to get our season two t-shirt up. Ooh. So I'm calling. Season two t-shirt yes. up. It's coming soon. You call me out on the air. I will make it happen. <laughs> Today. Today. I'll believe it when the listener sees it. Well, you know, it's just I, the the season one T-shirt did so well that I just wanted to make uh, the season two T-shirt like kind of an, a limited exclusive, you know, so I didn't want to have it available. I didn't want to sell out so quickly, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But uh, but yeah, I'll go ahead and put it up. Well, they're, they're made to order. No one has Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, we don't no want them do. to sell out. We made 500 <laughs> and we're worried they're going to go in a matter of two days. <sighs> so get your Ramble Season 2 shirt when it does come out. You got it, Tim. I believe in you. Thanks. All right. Any special way you want to sign off today, Tim? And can you Can you say goodbye in your best John Goodman impression? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what he even sounds like. I know he's the the Pacha or whatever that guy's name is off Emperor's New Groove. But what else is he in? He's who in Emperor's New Groove? He, that the guy that is like you know the side character with. Nope, that's not John Goodman. That's um Patrick Warburton. No, it's not. It is. You're pissing me off. That right is now. not. That is John Goodman, one hundred percent. Oh wait, but Patrick. Okay, in my defense, Patrick Warburton is also in the movie. And oh my gosh, mm-hmm. and what's his name? Is it Pacha? <laughs> okay, they I, there's the two characters that look effectively the same. That is not who who. Oh, you're thinking about um. The henchmen, they do not look the same. This one has a hat on. Mm. Okay. They both have hats on. Pacha has a hat. Look. Oh. Yeah, they both have hats on. <laughs> but very, I very haven't seen this movie movies. since it came out. I've only seen this movie one time in my life. I wonder if it's on Disney Plus. 
Oh, it is. Probably. I need to go watch it. It's got Kronk. That was, yeah, and Yzma. Kronk, Kronk was uh, Patrick Warburton. I see that now. I see that. Okay. Anyways. Well, my apologies. Yes. Uh, I, I don't remember what he sounds like. Can you do one? Do you have a good? No. <laughs> I feel like just everyone is going to be so let down. Yeah. I mean, he, he's got a recognizable voice, but I don't think it's a highly imitatable voice, you know? Yeah. It's not, like, that distinct, I guess. Mm-hmm. I invited you all out here for this advanced tutorial. Well, I'll make that. It's all about money, boys! That's it! What is this from? Making me anxious, Tim. That's from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, okay. the, one of the greatest movies. Never seen it. Oh my gosh, it's on the. It's gonna come up on the movie club then. Okay. okay. It must. Anyways, um, your John Goodman. I'm, I'm feeling mighty peckish. <laughs> and I salute that's, you. That's it. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember what all he says now. Uh, in Bible sales. I I don't know. Tim, this is just. <laughs> Let's just end it right here. Before I okay, bye bye. Embarrass myself any further. What is that? Is that a dildo? Oh, it's wrapping paper. (laughs) (laughs) I just see this like (laughs) this colorful thing in your hand. Because okay, the image is blurry. (laughs) Why would I be playing with a dildo? I told you about that. That guy that came to fix our boiler one time and he said that he was fixing a boiler at someone else's house and this kid just comes up to him <laughs> and had found it in the mother's drawer and was just beating him on the leg with it. <laughs> we can edit all this out. But... Well, I would hope. John Goodman sucking on some chicken wings. Thank you, boys, for throwing in that fricassee. I'm a man of large appetites, and even with lunch under my belt, I was feeling a mite peckish. It's our pleasure, Big Dan. Thank you as well for the conversational hiatus. I generally refrain from speech during gustation 
There are those who attempt both at the same time. I find it coarse and vulgar. Where were we? Making money in the Lord's service. <laughs> you don't say much, friend, but when you do, it's to the point, and I salute you for it. Yes, Bible sales. Now, the trade is not a complicated one. There are but two things to learn. One being where to find a wholesaler. The word of God in bulk, as it were. Two, how to recognize your customer. Who are you dealing with? It's an exercise in psychology, so to speak. And it is that which I propose to give you a lesson in right now. Well, I like to think I'm a pretty astute observer of the human scene, too, Big Dan. No doubt, brother. 